a blowout, eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out a real pitch. He swings, and it's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone, home run, and a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Leans in, hits one in the air to right center field. Young is back towards the pool and gone. Runs really close, if not splashing in there. Well, it dropped in there, but it didn't land in there. And you could tell he was, he had just missed the previous one, and he didn't miss that one. It's a three-run shot, and Team USA breaks through. They lead it 5-1. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats now with Ben Verlander. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. The Team USA game just wrapped up. Team USA taking home their first victory of the tournament against Great Britain. What a day. We're going to cover it all. Obviously, Team USA's game, game one. The crazy Pool C and Pool D start to the tournament. Pool A, there's a scenario where everyone is tied, and it's absolute bedlam. We're going to talk about that. Top five moments of the WBC. Japan's game and Shohei getting struck out by an electrician. Today was wild, and it all ended in a way that we all needed, which was Team USA's victory. I'm rocking this sweet red, white, and blue jersey from the 2018 All-Star game. A good day, USA wins. It's always a good day when USA wins, the favorite. We both went in thinking we're they're going to win the whole tournament. But, Ben, I, I got to be honest here. Were you a little nervous in that first inning? So Because Great Britain scored first. Great Britain scored first. Yes. Um, yeah, Trace Thompson, home run. I, I, I Look, no is my answer. At no point was I like, are we going to lose this game? At no point. Okay. But, you know, one nothing start, it – if it carries on from there, then you start getting a little worried. But what I love to see before we dive too hard into this game is the crowd there, yeah. the crowd everywhere. Just for context here, the WBC, I've watched I've watched ones in the past. Mm-hmm. This one, as I've said, feels totally different. This feels like the first time it's become huge. Yeah. The crowds prior in pool games, and most all pool games, there was not many people in attendance. And to see the contrast to now just speaks volumes to to where we're at. The crowd at every single location is incredible. And just for context, before tonight, before tonight, outside of two other USA and Mexico matchups, the highest attendance for a WBC game at Chase Field was 22,400. It was at USA versus Italy in 2013. Tonight's crowd, the first game in pool play against Great Britain, who nobody's like chomping at the bit to go see, 39,650, more than 75% larger than the other biggest one, which is really, really cool to see. It is. I mean, we've seen it from every stadium in this tournament. There has been a moment where it's felt just you could you could feel the energy through the TV. It was sold out. It was electric. Fans are on their feet. You have instruments going on. Like it is it is a playoff atmosphere all around the world right now in our all four pools. It really is. Yeah, it's a playoff atmosphere. And it was in Arizona. It was in Miami today. Look, look, we got to talk about this Team USA game. Yeah, I was pumped for this. I feel like the WBC has aged me. 40 years, and maybe it's because I've gotten four hours of sleep in four days, but it hadn't even half begun yet. Finally, Team USA gets underway. I was super excited. We did our pregame show leading up to it, um, and then the game finally got underway. And as you mentioned, Alex, very early on, oof, shot right to the face. Trace Thompson, home run, first inning, one nothing ball game, and then questions start coming in. Like, yeah. Could this happen? Is Adam Wainwright really like he's up there? He's not throwing hard at all. No, he didn't look missing the zone. Great, ended up settling in. But that that first home run, they get to the dugout. Their celebration, by the way, epic. Got to give credit where epic. credit is due. Their you know their home run celebration when they get to the dugout is a crown, a cape, and a scepter. Right, that's what yeah. it's called. I mean, they are the the royal country. I guess they still got a queen, they now got a king. Their butts royally beaten in the end. So <laughs> nice. fine. Uh, so 
the the home run celebration is great, and it didn't take long for Team USA to to turn things around. Nolan Arenado, <laughs> my player mm-hmm. of the game. Okay. Yep. Um, big RBI double early. Kyle Tucker follows that up with a single, two one. But then Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Schwarber bomb. The Schwarber bomb Schwar broke bomb. It open, and, and this is where things really you, you felt at ease, and the game just kind of really coasted from there. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber's big three-run homer, and I mean big. It was an absolute tank over the hot tub in right field. Some other things happened. Arenado tacked on another RBI double, yeah, and Kyle Freeland really settled in on the mound. But as as we just talked about, after that Schwarber home run, it just kind of felt like the game was in cruise control. Not a ton yeah. going on. It just we got a big enough lead and just cruised from there. I think we also have to remember for a lot of these major league baseball players, majority of Team USA. They're in spring training still, yeah. okay? They're still in that warm-up. They don't totally have their timing down. They're not to- They're not ramped up to mid-season, beginning oh, yeah. of season speed yet. As we saw with Mike Trout, not his best work, went 0 for 4 tonight with a walk and a couple strikeouts. But game one, okay? Yeah. Is it are, game are you one. worried about Mike Trout? I'm not worried. Because I'm not worried about I'm not worried about Mike, worried about Mike, Mike Trout. Mike Trout not at all. just Captain fine. America? Mm-mm. You're right. These no are way, still Jose. these are still spring training games. Beginning of spring training yes. bats. Yes. Like, you know, there's a couple of, which is why which is why I felt like Nolan Arenado was that's why I picked him because I saw him in that last tune-up game and his grand slam, he yeah. he was hitting the ball hard. So some guys are going to be ahead of others mm-hmm. at this point in spring training. But you better believe by the time pool play Ends. Yeah. And we might not see this typical Team USA line, this incredible lineup, be the hottest that they will be throughout this entire pool. Do I think no. they'll advance? Yes. I do. Do I think we'll see dominant Team USA in this pool? Maybe not. It might take until we're facing the Japans and the Dominicans and the Venezuelas, who also looked great today, which we'll talk about that later as yeah. well. But, um, <laughs> the, the, the videos that we had coming out from our Fox Sports account was incredible. MLB on Fox has got some some great humor going on here. Schwarber's home run, it, the caption on it was like, it's as beautiful as a bald eagle soaring through the sky. Is it not? It was. It was. Is it not? So, bats still a little slow. Yep. And I, I need to mention this before, before we stop talking about this game. Okay. Is that as good as... Great Britain's home run celebration was. Yeah. Their uniforms are equally, if not more, worse. <laughs> Alex, it's brutal. It, it reminds I, it reminds me of Dodgeball, the average Joes, where it's just like, here, let's slap on a name on the front and go play some good ball, kids. I th- These jerseys, to me, yeah. scream, hey, guys, we are super duper proud of you. We yes. really are. But... These are only for four games. Yeah. These jerseys will only be worn four times. And um, just just bear with us, please. Yeah. That's what it, it, it was crazy. They're yeah. so bad. They're just all gray with just in like block. Block script, letters right, yeah, that literally just, look like they were ironed on to the shirt. <laughs> and they're not even like straight or like in it. They're not. I don't know. It's small. It's weird. It's it's not soccer. So they're not they're not putting in an effort. Let's let's be honest here. Just all in all, not good uniforms. Yeah. Um, Good, not great performance from Team USA, okay. but exactly what you needed to get done. They exactly. they got the victory. They're fine. Bats did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Adam Wainwright, to his credit, settled down after the first homer. Kyle Freeland of the Rockies came in and was really good. He threw great, ate up some innings at the end of the game. Bednar finished it off from the Pirates. So didn't use our big, big arms in the back end of the bullpen, which didn't is also to. valuable in pool play. Yep. So... My my performance grade here, not that we're doing it, is yeah. good, not great. Yeah, and you know what? This is the game you needed before they face Mexico tomorrow. This was a really good kind of, okay, you guys are here. This is the most competitive game that they've played since the end of last season. The broadcast even said a good tune-up for it, Mexico. It is. So it's you got to think about it. The last extremely competitive game all these guys have played in was the end of last season. Yeah, they may have gotten a couple spring training games in, but that's not anywhere near the level of what a game like this in the World Baseball Classic and competing for your country is like in front of a sold-out crowd. Like, it's a lot. And they're doing great. They're doing fine. They're they doing won. Great. They're they're good. Uh, big matchup. 
tomorrow with Mexico. We'll talk all about that In throughout this as well. Man, we have we have a lot to cover today. There was so much good, exciting baseball around the globe yesterday, early today, whatever whatever time zone. <laughs> Do you know what day it is? I Do you know what no time idea. it is? Alex, I'm running on <laughs> seven hours of sleep since the tournament began. So four days. Bear with me here. I am. Well, okay, so then let's go back. To the very first game in the wee hours of 2 a.m. Pacific that yep. started, Japan beating the Czech Republic 10 to 2. Japan officially punched their ticket to the next round, the quarterfinals. Couple things here: Japan is as good as we knew they were going to yep. be, but then the Czech Republic over the last couple of games has just stolen the world's hearts. I went from, and I said this our last our last show. Yeah. We need to make a movie about this Czech Republic team. Yep. And after watching them against Japan, I went to, I will help, I will give somebody $10 is money to start making this movie. $10? <laughs> what? I mean, it might take a little I think you said $10,000. I was like, very nice. Jeez, Alan, oh. okay, money Do you bags. know how much, it, like how much it takes to yeah, make a movie? Yeah, and I don't have it, but I'll help. <laughs> There I'll write the to, script. I'll there write needs the to be a movie made okay. about this Czech Republic Got team. It. Yes, Team Japan won. And if you look at the final score, 10 to 2, you'd say Team Japan dominated. And to be honest, that's not exactly a false statement. In the end, they did. They did what they were supposed to do. They dominated. They won big. They saved some pitching. But there were a couple of storylines here. One, one big one with Japan. And one big one with Czech, which is where we'll start. It looked, for at least two innings, Yeah. like, okay, I was kind of joking about make a movie. Now it's like, what is happening? Are they going to beat Japan? Yeah. And obviously the answer there was always no. But the starting pitcher for Team Czech Republic named Andre Satoria became an instant legend Yeah. last night, this morning. An instant legend. This guy, when the game started, was dubbed by the broadcast crew as a change-up specialist. He's a right-hander. You don't see many righty change-up specialists. <laughs> and let me tell you, this guy ended up having perhaps the outing of the entire WBC so far. Have there been more dominant outings? Yes. Have there been outings that were more impressive? I honestly don't know the answer to that. Andres Satoria ended up giving up three runs in three innings. He shut down Team Japan for two innings, got Shohei Otani to go 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He threw 69 pitches, 42 of them were strikes. He struck out four batters, shut down Japan for two innings, got out of bases loaded jams, and he did it all, Alex, without throwing a single pitch that touched 80 miles an hour. He didn't touch 80. I mean, it was probably the most shocking moment of the WBC. As you, you could say, impressive. You could say shocking. As you, as you can see right here in the video on the screen, if you're watching, his entire team came out to congratulate him when he came off of the mound. He was shocked. We were shocked at home watching. I think the entire Czech Republic dugout <laughs> yeah, was just were. in awe. Shocked. Japan's dugout was completely shocked. Shohei Otani was shocked so much that he paid respect to Team Republic, <laughs> to uh, Czech Republic, after the game, posted about it on his Instagram story. I, like I said, they stole they stole the hearts of the world. You you might be asking like why, why I think this is so impressive. This pitcher Satoria, he's an electrician. Mm -hmm. That's his job. He's an electrician. And he struck out arguably the most talented player that Major League Baseball has ever seen. The stories write themselves. Make a movie. You got my $10. You got Alex's $10,000. Make it happen. It's unbelievable. I fell in love with this team. Were they ever going to beat Team Japan? No. But do they have my respect, your respect, oh, yeah. Shohei Otani's respect, as we can see in the wall right here? Like you said, he posted on his Instagram story. He's now the most followed baseball player in Major League Baseball, yeah. he posted on his story the entire Czech Republic team saying respect with their flag. Absolutely incredible. Congratulations to Satoria for having the outing he did. And 
We have exclusive, yes. an exclusive conversation with the star electrician himself. Let's check it out. It was, it was something, uh, something awesome. Yeah. It's like the whole world was stuck in the, in the, in the moment, like heart attack, man. It, it was hard. I just, I just looked to my dugout and hey, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world stopped in that That's moment. That's what everybody was doing. The whole world stopped yeah. in that moment. It felt like a heart attack moment. And the face he made, I think, was all of us at home with that face. So explain for the viewer listener at home, why was it so hard for them to hit yeah. a pitch under 80 miles per hour? Look, w was it crazy to watch? Absolutely. Would I say I'm surprised? Honestly, no. I knew they would end up doing what they did, and sometimes it can be a pain in the butt to face a pitcher like that. He's throwing what, when, when I was playing professionally, we would say it's called throwing under the hitting speed, which means he's throwing slower than batting practices. And these hitters that are used to facing 100 miles an hour are now tasked with hitting 70 to 79 miles an hour. And it's not easy to just immediately flip a switch and come around. They eventually did. I knew they would. They eventually really piled on. But it's not easy. And the way I would categorize it is, it's, it's like in a major league game when a position player comes in. It's everybody's worst nightmare. One that we all remember. When Anthony Rizzo struck out Freddie Freeman. Is Anthony Rizzo a better pitcher than everybody else in Major League Baseball? Can Freddie Freeman really not hit Anthony Rizzo? No, but it's just the situation. You're not used to it, and Anthony Rizzo's out there throwing lollipops. That's what it is. But I, I must say, I understand it, and I knew Team Japan would come around, but I do not want that to take away for one second the outing that Andres Satoria had because it was remarkable to see, and it's what this tournament is all about. It was so special. It was so fun to watch his reaction, the team reaction, and to see the players over in Team J Team Japan's mm -hmm. dugout for at least the first two innings over there. Like, what's happening? What is happening? I know. It was it was very very entertaining, and I needed that at two fifteen yeah. in the morning when I'm just not doing well. Well, get ready because uh, Japan's got one more tonight. Oh, I'll be up. I know. I'll be up. Uh, Three p.m. Pacific. On the Japan side. Yeah. One one. Story I, I really want to mention here because this is pretty pretty powerful one. Okay. And it was when pitcher Roki Sasaki took the mound this morning. Um, it was on the anniversary, 12 years to the day, that a deadly tsunami took his father and his grandparents from him. 3-11-11. 12 years later, to the day, taking the mound for the first time in a Team Japan uniform at the Tokyo Dome on this huge, massive stage. It was very, very special. A special moment for him, for the team to, to allow him to do this, for, for them to pitch him on this night. It was a special moment for all of Japan to, to allow this to happen and to see this happen. It was, it was truly a powerful moment. And at... Two in the morning, I'm legitimately on my couch in tears. I I can't imagine. He was nine years old. Mm -hmm. Nine years old. Lost his father and his grandparents. And now here he is 12 years later to be on this stage and, you know, wearing his country's uniform in front of everybody. It is so powerful and it was so cool. And he went out there and showed the world what he has and what he has is a 102 mile an hour fastball and yeah. wipeout stuff. It was a remarkable night. I can't even imagine the emotions something like that would bring onto a person, but then to wear your father's name on the back of your Jersey and to have that kind of performance in front of your country, representing your country in your country is probably one of the more magical ways to honor your family. So special. Yeah. And it was so cool. And it's so emotional. And I was so happy for him to go out and throw the way he did. And as I mentioned, I've talked about him a good bit. And I, before this tournament started, um, I've talked about we, – we all here in the United States know the names. Yu Darvish, Shohei Otani, mm -hmm. um, and, and a bunch of – Lars Newt Barr, who's become a superstar over yeah. there. Uh, we know those names. 
But there's a few that I wanted to highlight that we didn't know. Roki Sasaki was at the forefront of that along with Murakami. But Roki Sasaki showed us he was throwing 102 uh, easily. Easily. All game. Yeah. And he his his fastball averaged if last year's fastball averaged the highest throwing the hardest throwing pitcher was Hunter Green in Major League Baseball. His fastball was right there right there alongside him. That's how hard he throws. He's got nasty stuff. He did great. So kudos to him for putting on that performance in what was undoubtedly an emotional night for sure. It was. And they're going to do it all again. They're going to do it all again. In a couple hours here. I mentioned Lars, by yeah. the way. Newbar? Yeah. Yeah. The the pepper grinder. Alex. Chicka, chicka, what? chicka, you chicka. Have one? <laughs> Where did that come anywhere? from? Oh, my lunchbox. Of course it did. Oh, I also brought you a special one. It's a little different, but... You know how they were like what? sold out, <laughs> sold out of pepper grinders. You you can also do the, the twisty. You can do the shaky shaky. Well, I'm sorry, everyone. The studio is going to be covered in pepper. Incredible, right? The You're pepper welcome. grinder, along with Lars Newt Bar, have become icons. They are in, sold in out, Japan. right? Yes. So I was watching this game and realized there's a ton of pepper grinders here. That's so I tweeted. Wow, there are thousands of pepper grinders in the stadium thanks to Lars Nupar. Yeah. And somebody responded to me in Japanese, so I had to hit the translate tweet button, and said, oh, no, no, there's tens of thousands. I'm here in the it. stadium. I love it. And most everybody has them. There was this one. The guy has a gigantic pepper grinder. It's like three feet. Three feet. Yeah. And somebody also sent me a picture. You can't get pepper grinders anymore. <laughs> That's you can, they're sold out everywhere in Japan. <laughs> Lars Nootbaar, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Way to go. Superstar. Icon. <laughs> Trendsetter. Trendsetter. Uh, but great great uh, game. Team Japan ended up winning 10-2 and has officially become the first team in the World Baseball Classic to advance to the next round. Yeah. We've seen a lot of crazy games. Let's move on to another one that we saw today. Dominican Republic... Losing to Venezuela 5-1. to one. Now remember, Dominican Republic came in as some people's favorite to win this entire tournament, okay? We know that Pool D was going to be the pool of death. Yes. But honestly, I'm going to be honest, I was shocked and surprised by this game with the DR opening up with a bad loss. Were you? I'm going to be honest, no. What? How can... Okay, I understand... Team Dominican was... You, you even said they have the best lineup. You said arguably the, the best... USA has the best lineup. They had the best overall roster. Roster. Okay. But I will not say I'm shocked when they're going up in this first game against a lineup that read Jose Altuve, Ronald Acuna, Luis Arise, the batting champion, Salvador Perez, Andres Jimenez, Glaber Torres, Anthony Santander... Eugenio Suarez, David Peralta, and Martin Perez on the mound, who had a 2-8 ERA last year. That's a star-studded lineup. Yeah. Is it as good? No. But how, like, we see teams, this isn't like a super lopsided matchup. So, am I shocked? No. Would I have, okay. you know, would I have said, oh, for sure Venezuela's going to win? Also, no. But, look, where this isn't that crazy of an upset that a team full of superstars and MVPs Won the game 5-1. to one. I'm more surprised that Sandy Alcantara didn't look very good on the mound. He didn't really look very good at all. Great lineup, great overall team, and Venezuela was, for me, yeah. in the pool of death where yeah. there's, I think, three teams. No discredit to the others. Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and Dominican Republic. Only yeah. two can advance. Yeah. Venezuela was that one for me along with Dominican because I saw this team. Mm. But now it gets a little hairy for now? if you lose that first game. I, I, you you never want to go. Oh my god, look at their celebration. Oh, the can we just talk about the Venezuela going ham in the clubhouse? This is a Ronald Acuna Instagram live. Yes, and it was sixteen thousand plus people tuning in. They were getting after it in the locker room. It was unbelievable. I love but it. yeah, Dominican falls to Venezuela yeah. in game one. See, that's how you know it was a big deal. Yeah, that's how you know it was a really big deal that they won. You, I think you said it earlier, but every single one of these games yeah. has a playoff feel to it. It does, and it's March. And how yeah. can you not love how spring? It's how spring can training. You not love this tournament. <laughs> I was so excited for it, and I have fallen even more in love with yeah. this tournament. It is 
so fun to see the different cultures all coming together, to see the players, the passion. It's the first inning, and a guy is beating out an infield single. We saw how hard Nolan Arenado was running yes. down the line in the USA game. Oh, my gosh. Which, by the way, if you're a Cardinals fan, you're freaking out. We did a little. Paul they didn't Gold even show him falling. They kept that off camera. If you're a Cardinals fan, it was Paul Goldschmidt on first base, Nolan Arenado hitting. It was a ground ball. They were trying to turn a double play. Paul Goldschmidt went knees to belly flop into second base, and Arenado was busting his butt down the line, lunged for first base, and fell through the bag. You're legitimately having two heart attacks. Yeah. Oh, I did. We did. Yeah. Like, <gasps> they're not even showing him on camera. Is he okay? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, upset, but I'm not yes. shocked. Okay. I would say. But, yeah, big, big start to pull. D. D. Of death. D for death. D for death. Good. Yeah, I like a lot that. going on. I'll okay, let's move to pool A right now. Okay, because <laughs> there's so much going on here, so many possibilities mm -hmm. right now. We could have almost the entire pool tying at one point. Break down to us the scenarios right now in pool A what needs to happen, what could happen, and who moves on if something happens. Alex, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yes. I am running on about seven hours of sleep. And the fact that I'm going to try I and get everyone you. to understand I believe in the, you. the craziness, yeah. the sheer madness <laughs> that is pool A, I'm going to do my best here. Okay. So these situations, okay, let me just, to start the day, or the current standings right now, Chinese Taipei, Two and one, Netherlands two and one, Panama two and two, Cuba one and two, Italy one and two. You might say, wow, those are all pretty close. Yeah. Don't even get me started. That's just scratching the surface. There is a scenario and a very real scenario that every single team in Pool A finishes with a record of two and two. And only a couple of things needs to happen. Cuba needs to beat Chinese Taipei, which as we are currently recording this, yeah. they're up five nothing over Chinese Taipei. So that's going to yeah. be close to, that's getting closer and closer that's to happening. And Italy needs to beat the Netherlands. If that happens, Alex, yeah. every team in the pool finishes pool play with a record of two and two. Meaning one team that finishes in last, thanks to the tiebreaker, will virtually be relegated and will have to re-qualify for the tournament next time it happens. And the top two teams with the same exact record as the bottom team, will get thrown into the next round and will advance to face Japan and whoever else advances out of that pool. It's crazy. It is crazy. And that, Alex, yeah. doesn't even begin to scratch the surface either. Okay, go. Because the tiebreakers... Give me more. ...is where it gets insane. Okay. The top two teams advance, as we know. Tiebreakers. Head-to-head -head record. That's yeah. the first one. But the problem is there's a lot of craziness that can ensue from there. So there will be other, other tiebreakers that come into effect. Stay with me. Okay. Next up. The lowest quotient of runs allowed divided by the number of defensive outs recorded in the games between the tied teams. That's the first one. Okay. The next one is the lowest quotient of earned runs allowed divided by the number of defensive outs recorded in the games between the two tied teams. Then it goes to highest batting average, drawing of drawing of lots, and there's it can get crazy. But it's those just a lot of math. Yeah. That's hurting my brain right now. So the quotients right now, we're, it's all about quotients, and yeah. I'm seven hours in, and I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna touch it. Just know, pool A is oh, insane. That is insane. And I just, it's, I, I can't imagine. I, it's going to be nuts. And there's more games today. We're going to run through um, the games in a little while and the ones that matter and the tiebreakers and all of that. I just love what's happening in Pool A. Not yeah. to mention is the pool itself crazy, but the atmosphere there in Taiwan has been one of the best I've ever seen. So I love me some Pool A. I'm I here know. for the, the craziness. It is. It's wild. It's fitting. Because yep. this, this tournament has been crazy and given us everything and more we could have wanted it's and expected. Perfect. And we're just in game four, or game four, day four. But let's go do... Yeah, who knows? It might be <laughs> Who knows? Who are you? What time know. is it? Who are you people? <laughs> I don't know. But well, let's talk about another game that happened today. Colombia and Mexico. Colombia 
beating Mexico five to four, pulling it off in extra innings. This game was insane because it was back and forth all the way to the 10th inning. You know, this game was one of the better baseball games that we have seen in this tournament. All of Major League, Major League stars everywhere you turn. Randy Rosarena leading off the game for Mexico with a double. He also hit a homer. The team also has Alex Verdugo and Julio Urias on the mound. The majority of the stars come from Team Mexico, and they were pretty, pretty heavily favored to win this game. I was so impressed with Colombia. They were so good. Hit a massive three-run homer in the fifth inning off the foul pole. Um, guys throwing gas out of the bullpen. And then the one guy for me that I need to mention, and I have to imagine he's going to be on a lot of people's radar after this. Yeah. Guillermo Zaniga. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He's never pitched above double A. And he was out there throwing 102, moving all over the place, nasty slider, good command through the last few innings for Colombia and shut down Mexico. What a baseball game. And Colombia ends up defeating Mexico 5-4 to four in extra innings, immediately starting off Pool C, which is USA's pool, yeah. with, some, with some craziness. It's crazy. Mexico's going to have their work cut out for them. I had them as my second team moving out of Pool C with USA. And as we said before, never easy to, to start, like we said, with the Dominican. You don't want to start the tournament and it with a lot easier for them tomorrow. Oh, no, they have their work cut out for them tomorrow <laughs> because Mexico is playing USA 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox. This is the game to watch tomorrow. This is the game that so many people have had circled the moment that the schedule and the pools came out for the WBC. The game's been sold out, right, for a bit. Like it's it's going to be wild. The game has been sold out for a while. Yeah. USA and Mexico, you have to believe a lot of the crowd is going to be Mexico fans as well. They showed out in that first game. Yeah, they did. The game is going to be wild. Um, Sunday, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, I believe. That's what we have in the graphic. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. Oh, is it? Right? I don't know. No? That says 7 p.m. Oh, Eastern. you're right. Okay. Am I right or no, are you're right. wrong? You never know. No, you're right. I'm wrong. I put it wow, in. Wow, guys. I put Mark it in. It. Mark that down. <laughs> Somebody write it down. Record I, this. <laughs> I am wrong. You were right. I put it in my time. I always, I, I forget. I, trust me, I'm in no way, shape, or form able to, to, to tell anybody yeah. that they, they need to figure out time. Because okay. time is a circle, and I can't figure it out. You know, little side note tangent here. Yep. The fact that this is the week that we spring forward the clock. Yeah, tonight. And I'm going to lose an extra hour. I've lost 24 hours of sleep in four days. <laughs> and now I'm going to lose another one because the clock spring forward. You're doing it for the good of the fans and of the show and of the World Baseball Classic. I have an important question for you, and I don't know the answer for this. Okay. So I saw that Team Japan's game yeah. was at 3 a.m. Pacific, right? So I... Obviously, is going to wake up for it and do what I've always been doing, which is waking up 15 minutes prior to the game. Yeah. I first off see it's at 3 a.m., so I'm like, oh, cool, an extra hour. I was going to set my alarm for 2.45, right? <laughs> no, this is serious because I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. I was going to set my alarm for 2.45. The clock changes at 2. Yes. 2 becomes 3. I think. So if I set my alarm Your phone will automatically for 2.45 yeah. and my phone changes the time, from 2 to 3, we skip over 2.45. Would my alarm have gone off? What? Well, let's give it a test. Do it, let's do it. See That's what, what I'm going to do. See what happens tonight. See That's if it goes do. off at the I'm right gonna time. I'm going to set my alarm yeah. for 1.45 and then wake up and set another alarm for 2.55 a.m. and see if it goes off or not. Because 2.55 a.m. is getting skipped. It's getting skipped. Okay. It might not. All right, so you don't Our know phones are smart. They're going to figure it out. If you put it in now I for the time, have. it's going to figure it out and go off at the right I time. I might have found a loophole. Mm -hmm. there, we might, we just like, there's, okay, we should stop. Yep. Um, USA, should. Mexico, the star studded matchup of this pool. Yep. The best matchup of pool C. Mm -hmm. Though team can't, don't sleep on team Canada. They haven't played yet. They're the one team. They're, 
who there's a, one other team in Pool D that hasn't played. But Pool C, the only team that hasn't played is Canada. We haven't seen them. Yep. Freddie Freeman's on that team. Tyler O'Neill, don't sleep on them. But the best star-studded matchup in this pool is USA and Mexico, and we're going to see it. Nick Martinez is on the mound for Team USA. Patrick a, Sandoval for Mexico. Patrick Sandoval for Mexico. Yep. Angels. Yeah. Angels. Pitcher. He's pitcher, great. Left-handed. Really yep. good. Trout's He'll familiar with him. Mike Trout. He's very familiar with him. So this will be a good game. And yeah. I'm really excited about Nick Martinez. And for those that say, wow, Team USA is Team USA is pitching. Oh, great. We have Nick Martinez. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nick Martinez. Sassy. Was in pitched in Japan. He was really good. Ended up getting a job back over here with the Padres. We saw him in the postseason last year. His stuff is electric. And if you watched, you're saying, wow, this guy's stuff is electric. Now he's going to be a starter this year. And not only if you watched was your stuff, did you see that his stuff was electric, but also if you faced him, you realize his stuff was electric. And one guy that faced him last year, JT Realmuto, Mm -hmm. is one of, if not the reason, that Nick Martinez is on Team USA this year. That's cool. Mark DeRosa called and asked him, uh, and he said to Mark DeRosa, we have to get this guy. Aww. He said, when Dero called me and asked, I said, you've got to get that guy. He's an absolute stud. He's got the right demeanor. He commands the mound, just has a great presence out there. I think he's a perfect fit for what we need. And now he's on the team and I starting game two against Team Mexico. I love that. Okay, so let's get into some ifs. Mm. USA will win if. USA will win if so let me they they're the favorite here they yeah. will be the favorite for every game of this tournament but I do believe that there's a a few things that need to happen one being Nick Martinez needs to come out and shut them down early obviously Nick Martinez has gone through a lot in the last few years, transitioning from Japan to the United States, then being in the bullpen, now being a starter. Now he's going to be fighting for to, to be in that rotation with the Padres. Now he's on this stage, which we saw tonight, is rowdy, and Mexico fans are going to show out in full force. Yeah. No matter who you are, yeah, he's a big leaguer, and this is technically spring training. There's going to be some juices flowing. There's going to be some nerves. So for me... Team USA beats Mexico if Nick Martinez just keeps them under control and not let them get out to a lead early in the ballgame. If he can settle in, they can't keep up with Team USA's bats, even though they do have some studs on that team. Yeah, no, we had the exact same thing. We know that the USA lineup is going to put runs on the board, but you got to give them that chance to get ahead. Pitchers and Nick Martinez have got to silence the bats. Okay, let's go. Mexico will win if. (laughs) Mexico will win if I think that one's I I think the reverse of that Mexico will win if they can somehow get a lead early that's when you can see things happen that's how upsets happen and this team is good enough to upset Team USA they are and the second the second we think or they think as in the players think that they're not They're wrong, but I don't think they look at it like that. There's big league studs on the other team. So the second you let them hang around for too long, you can get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Mexico can beat the USA if within the first three innings they can get out to and hold a lead for the beginning part of the game. Yeah, and they're coming off a tough loss, so you know they're going to be spicy coming into this. They need a win to stay in that runner-up spot if they, they want to make it. They did not to lose that game. They did not. So there's going to be a lot of emotion, um, a lot of fight. Yeah. Spicy game. This could be fun. This is going to be great. <laughs> yes, it'll be great. Okay, but that's not the only game we got tomorrow. We got a lot of games tomorrow. There, what, seven, it's a full slate. Eight, yeah, we have seven games starting at 6 a.m. Eastern and the last game starting at 11 p.m. Eastern. <sighs> It's as, literally an entire day. I mean, there's games going on right now as there we are. speak. I mean, yeah. they're literally I know. Does not stop. 24 hours. Doesn't stop. Just going. Doesn't stop. It's great. Okay. So besides this USA-Mexico game, we're going to pick a game that stands out. 
And okay. one that you should at least watch. Put on put on your radar. Watch USA Mexico. But you also need to watch All right. this game. I'll start because I got mine. Kay. I know what I want. All right. Uh, I mentioned the pool A. Pool, yeah. Craziness. Mm-hmm. Well, as we're recording, Cuba is beating Chinese Taipei. That's the first thing that needed to happen. It's 6 nothing in the fourth as we speak. Oof. That game's moving slow. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, the game for me is Netherlands versus Italy. That's the one yeah. that makes the craziness ensue. If Team Italy, with their beautiful, beautiful mustaches, can pull through and beat the Netherlands, <laughs> then everybody in that pool is two and two, and it could come down to like a coin flip or like who can tie your shoe faster at the rate that these tiebreakers are all yeah, listed. It is insane. the insanity will ensue, and I love the insanity. So that's the game I am excited to watch. Mark it. Okay. The you? game that I am excited to watch is Venezuela against Puerto Rico. Both of these teams are coming off big wins, all right? Puerto Rico, my sleeper that I picked for the tournament, uh, won 9-1, scoring five runs in the fifth inning. They just put on an offensive explosion. Then you have Venezuela, who we just saw the celebration Huge win over the Dominican Republic, 5-1. to one. You know they're feeling good. Both of these teams had amazing first games and are coming in with, <laughs> to this matchup. And it's probably between these, these two teams who's moving on. At pool D, pool of death. Do not miss this one. You know what's interesting about that game? What? If If Venezuela wins, yeah. they're, as much as there can be in these tournaments, a yeah. lock. To advance, being 2-0 and and beating the Dominican, the Dominican and then Puerto Rico. Yeah. They would be a lock. Yeah. If they go to 1-1, one and one, then you're then you're right there in the thick of it, and it's anybody's game because then everybody, Has, all three of have those. Have beaten one. Yeah. But if there's one team that's beaten both, yeah, then they got it. Yeah. <gasps> it's going to be, yeah, that's you, a good one for sure. Who do you think? In that game? Yeah. I'm. I, I gotta go Venezuela. I'm, I've, I was riding them, and you know why I picked them because yeah. this is our only different. This was our only difference yes. in our bracket. It was uh, in our full bracket is out of pool D. Yep, D for death. Yeah, <laughs> I had the Dominican and Venezuela advancing, and you had the Dominican and Puerto Rico. Yeah, so this is a big game. This is. I'm taking Puerto Rico. You're taking Venezuela. And as of right now, I feel great. Yeah. about Venezuela, and okay. you probably feel pretty great about Puerto Rico. They're good today. Both they're valid. Both our feelings are valid. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, they are. But uh, I, that's going to be a great. It's going to be great. So much, so much going on still tonight, tomorrow. You guys, World Baseball Classic madness is incredible, and it's only day four. So I want to hear your top five moments so far that we've had in this World Baseball Classic. So okay? this is so far. I feel like. Like I mentioned earlier, I feel like I've I've aged forty years. I'm not sleeping. I was gonna say something, and I'm <laughs> I'm loving every second of this. You know this, Alex. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. I don't Gosh. drink. You guys, it's incredible. Soda, no caffeine, no tea, no energy drinks, nothing. I I'm did just... give you some uh, brain fuel, some B brain fuel today. Yeah, sure. B twelve. I am a. It helped you. You awful. felt good. Awful. You felt great. No, I taste it awful. Okay, okay, okay. My brain feels open. Does that make See? you happy? Yes, it does. Um, yeah, no coffee, energy drinks, nothing like that. I'm just all hopped up on good baseball, good crowds, and good <laughs> friends. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, top moments so far. Number five. There have only been a few days. I have some top moments already. This will change. We'll probably do my see what has in, entered my top five at the end of pool play. But right now, we're like right smack dab in the middle of pool play. So my top five moments so far. And number five, not really a moment per se, just Team Czech Republic. They are the moment. They are the Cinderella, not the Cinderella in the sense of, wow, look at the run they're going on. Mm -hmm. The Cinderella in the sense of all of the hearts that they are winning over along the way. I mean, we hear coming into this tournament that this team somehow qualified they were a massive underdog against Spain in the qualifiers. They lost 21 to 7, and then they beat them in the following game to get here. And they're full of teachers and woodworkers and firefighters and sports managers. And then they win their first game. Mm -hmm. And then they hold, they looked pretty good against Team Japan. And then they strike out Shohei Otani in a game mm -hmm. with an electrician. 
And then they have firefighters doing things. Team Czech Republic, as I mentioned, we need to make a movie about this team. It has been an incredible run to see the smiles on their faces when they do literally anything in this tournament has been so cool. To see that first game where they were able to win, where they got out to a lead and everybody was like, oh my God, how's this team winning? And then China came back and we were like, okay, that was a good story. And then the three-run homer in the ninth. The stories keep writing themselves with this team. And I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of create a little loophole and make the entire team one of my top five moments of this WBC. I love it. I'm here for it. Let's move on to number four. What you got? At number four, Yu Chang's Grand Slam against the Netherlands. And uh, let's just let's play the sound first, and then we'll talk about it. Two, one. A swing and another drive to deep left center field. Yu Chang has done it again! So special. Chill. So cool. Goosebumps. This Incredible. guy, Yu Chang originally came out and said that he was passing on playing for Chinese Taipei in the World Baseball Classic. And that was met with such backlash on social media that shortly after, he pulled a 180 and said, you know what? I want to play. Mm-hmm. I want to play. And I know he's glad he did. Oh, yeah. He's having so much fun. That home run against the Netherlands, a game they were not supposed to win, they have... Perhaps the rowdiest, they have the rowdiest crowd they do. They do. in this tournament. It's incredible. The the cheerleaders on dugouts, it's like a it's, it's like a rock a, show. It's a rock They concert. are front row at a rock show holding on, banging their heads up and down, pumping everybody the, up. The, the fans are all doing It's chants. unmatched. It's unmatched. It is insane. And you that, can feel it through the TV. Yes. And that grand slam from Yu Chang. That kind of, it was fairly early in the game, and it was in a game that they are not supposed to win. That gave them the lead. Obviously, a grand slam, four runs, and they never looked back, and they were able to win that game. And now they're in position to advance yeah. out of the pool. And well, who knows what's going to happen in pool A? But that moment for me, yeah, Yu Chang's grand slam with the crowd and the situation magical. Chef's kiss, magical. Yeah. All right, moving on to number three. Number three for me is Roki Sasaki taking the mound on the anniversary of his father and grandparents' death due to the tsunami. Um, what a, it was a special, very, very powerful moment. 12 years to the day, 3-11-11. Roki Sasaki was nine years old when he lost his father and his grandparents. And 12 years later, he was able to take the mound for Team Japan in front of his entire country, the entire nation, the emotions involved. How cool of a moment is that? I don't know if cool is the word, but how powerful of a moment is that for Roki Sasaki, for the people of Japan watching, for me on my couch in tears watching in Los Angeles, California. So special. What a moment. And it was really cool to see him go out there and do what he did and show the world just how good he is throwing 102 miles an hour. Especially when you put into perspective the Japanese culture and the respect that you have for your family, to honor your family in that way, I, I don't think there's a bigger moment for him to yep. have been able to do that. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on to number two. Number two is the World Baseball Classic crowds. All of them. Every single Insanity. occasion, every single pool, every single location yes. has been beautiful there you go here we go. we just got the cheerleader magical rocking out on stage i That's- mean i i have watched many i have watched wbc's in the past and it does not hold a candle to what that's a saying right doesn't hold a candle i don't know i, I just okay either way all right it doesn't hold it doesn't compare there you go to I was this, like, change it up, this change WBC. It, up. it has been uh the the difference in the crowds from past wbc's to now and the growth of baseball as a result is special. And the crowds have been, I mentioned, I don't do coffee. I don't do caffeine. How am I running on seven hours of sleep, four or five days in the WBC? These crowds are making it easy. Yeah. Very easy. It is so much fun watching these games. And if you're not waking up in the middle of the night, there's not a ton more opportunities left to do it over in those pools. I, w- I would do it. I really would. At least once. You, you got to experience it. Or you're just doing it for them. 
That's what you're here for. You're here for the people. You're here yep. for the for the World Baseball Classic, the Flippin' Bats Now crowd, <laughs> the fans. I'm doing it. Ben's taking one for the team. I'm doing it. For everybody. Okay, what was your your top moment so far in the WBC? My top moment so far is Shohei Otani taking the mound yeah. for Team Japan in the Tokyo Dome almost seven years after the last time he's done it. And now he's a global sensation mm-hmm. and an icon. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan of Shohei or because he did well. I'm saying it because of what it meant for the game of baseball and what it meant for him and what it meant for all the people of Japan. 46% of households in Japan were watching that game. It's almost half almost the nation. half of the entire nation. Yeah, that's incredible. Is watching that game. And it's because of what Shohei means to all of Japan and what he means to the game of baseball. Because I promise you, there were a lot of people watching here in the United States in the middle of the night as well. That's what he means. He means so much to the people in Japan, and we knew that. This was what was cool for me to see. Shohei Otani has been in the United States for a few years now, quite a few years. We've gotten to see the impact that he's had on people in Japan by how much attention they are paying to everything and the following of him and and everybody involved Mm -hmm. in Major League Baseball. But to see when Shohei took the mound, the impact he's had on people here in the United States and the amount of people that woke up. Look, sleep's important. People like their sleep. The amount of people that woke up to watch Shohei Otani take the mound for Team Japan in the Tokyo Dome for the first time in almost seven years that was a moment. That was my favorite moment so far. That's a good one. He's a rock star. Shohei yeah. Otani is a rock star. Yes. That's incredible. Um, so are you, Alex. Great show. Oh, this thanks, day, Ben. This day just keeps rolling. I it don't know does. what I'm saying. I'm super tired. Don't no, don't, don't take that. that back. Okay. Um, I'll thank keep you. I'll keep that one. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Um, I will be up again watching Team Japan so that I can tell you guys all about it and you all can get your sleep. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We will be back. Team USA and Mexico again starts tomorrow night on Fox, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back then for a live pregame show and a live postgame show that will be released on all podcast platforms immediately after. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can follow and watch every single episode on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. What a day. Team USA gets their first W, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. And go take a nap. (laughs) I'll go take a nap. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, peace.